0: Well, hello. We're back. Now, episode 96 of Three Things with JR. And if you've been listening the last few weeks, you know I've had some uh, problems with the dog. Scherzer was attacked by a pit bull, and uh, things have been healing up okay, and then they weren't. And then uh, last week, Monday, Memorial Day, he went back to the vet It was there all week it is now 9:42 p.m. on Sunday, June 5th. We picked Scherzer up at the vet a few hours ago, about four hours ago, and he is now home for the first time in almost a week. He is uh, bandaged up, but doing much better than he was when I left him at the hospital. But uh, he's uh, he's still on a lot of drugs. He's got this. Uh, he's got his whole front right leg bandaged up. We're going to have to change that bandage on Wednesday. And uh, the vet assures me that Scherzer loves this when you uh, start to go touching his open wound. Uh, but uh, the drains have been removed and the infectious, infected tissue has been removed. And he seems to be feeling much better. With uh, And I think of obviously the pain meds are a big part of that. So uh, he's home. He's home for uh, at least a few days, at least this week. And uh, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully, long beyond that. Hopefully, we're through the worst of it. Uh, the vet bill has ended up costing a lot more than I was expecting. But uh, he, uh, the owner of the pit bull, I had a, a meeting with her a couple of days ago, and she gave me the first installment. She is indeed paying for this vet bill, but uh, cannot afford to pay it all at once. And she, uh, she's gonna, she's got some stuff to deal with of her own. You know, she, uh, will be having a court date regarding this, uh, in, in all likelihood, her pit bull blue will have to be put down, but that will be technically up to the judge. And I guess also up to her, if the judge doesn't order it, she could still decide to do that. I think, um, and she seems resigned to the fact that that's probably a good idea. Uh, I found out that you know this uh, pit bull that she's owned for I'm not sure how long, but she didn't raise it since birth or anything like that. Uh, she got it on Craigslist, and you know I, I get that not all pit bulls are like this, but man, that just does not seem like a good way to get a pit bull uh, on Craigslist because no matter what they say, how you don't know what this pit bull has been through in its life so far, how it was raised, uh, what kind of bad things it has already done, that sort of thing. So uh, I would suggest uh, not doing that and uh, and being very careful. But anyway, Scherzer's doing better, and he's home, and I'm happy, and uh, we'll bring him to work tomorrow and keep him on a lot of drugs. So there you go. Uh, the next big thing you need to know is that I am officially in another musical. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook, you've already seen my post where I showed you the uh, the Shannon Arts post with uh, the list of the cast of Kinky Boots, and that cast includes yours truly. Now, let's talk about Kinky Boots. I know I did a few uh, month or two ago when I was uh, preparing to audition for this show. But uh, just in case you haven't, a lot of people still don't know fully what's going on here. Kinky Boots. Is it an adult themed show? Is it appropriate for kids? What the hell is it about? Uh, It's 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 a wonderful, wonderful show with a great message. Uh, And it's hilarious. There's great music in it. The dancing and the choreography and all of that is fantastic. I am so excited to see how we are going to pull it off in little old Stanton, Virginia. Uh, the uh, the guy that runs Shannon Arts was super excited uh, as soon as Kinky Boots became available to license and perform in a community theater such as Shannon Arts. And within 15 minutes, he had the rights purchased. And uh, it, it seems like a good idea to bring this type of show to Central Virginia, where there's probably a lot of people that could hear the message of Kinky Boots. So what's the deal? What's the story? Just so you know, here's the short version. So uh, Charlie is a, is a man who inherits his father's shoe factory when his father passes. He's not exactly excited to make shoes, and the factory is not exactly doing well. So to save his factory, he comes up with an idea to, uh, to, to make footwear for an underserved niche market to find uh, an area that in which shoes or boots are needed where there's nobody making them now. And he finds this by chance. Uh, he meets up with Lola in downtown London. Uh, Lola is a drag queen and she has a broken stiletto heeled boot. And uh, Charlie realizes that if somebody like him and his factory, could make a stiletto-heeled boot that is strong enough to hold the weight of a full-grown man yet also looks glamorous and amazing, well, there's plenty of drag queens that would love something like that. In fact, there's probably more than just drag queens that would love something like that. Uh, These boots could be mainstream if they look awesome enough and are sturdy enough. So, he uh, pivots his entire factory, over from making comfortable men's shoes into making two-and-a-half-foot-tall kinky boots, stiletto-heeled kinky boots, with the help of Lola, who becomes his designer. Now, the factory is in a small rural town up in the provinces over there in England, and it's kind of like... I get the impression that the the factory workers, you know, very blue collar obviously, they uh they're they're they live out in the country. They're not from the big city. They're not super progressive. They don't necessarily uh that they know of interact with people uh, that are drag queens and such and at least one of those factory workers is uh less than open-minded about the whole idea Of making these kinky boots and working with Lola and her band of angels, uh, a bunch of drag queens. And uh, that factory worker's name is Dawn. And that's the role I get to play. Which means I'm going to have to figure out how to be kind of like a bully and an asshole for most of the show. Uh, I'm I'm not nice to Lola. And I'm not all that smart as Dawn. So... So it's going to be a stretch uh, because, you know, I am smart and uh, very progressive. So this role, uh, though I might already look like a Don... I don't necessarily think like Don, and I I think the hardest thing about this role for me, in addition to the one super high note that I'm going to have to wear, or that I'm going to have to sing, and in addition to the kinky boots that I will probably have to wear towards the end of the show, in addition to all... That was a spoiler. I should have told you before that, but that that was a spoiler. Um, But in addition to those two little things... The hardest part of uh, playing this role will be being an asshole, uh, being a bully, being a jerk, uh, a dumb jerk. So uh, I think I can do it. Uh, I think I can figure out how to do that and uh, and then how to walk around in stiletto heeled boots that are awesome. So. Uh, we had our first rehearsal today, so I got to meet the rest of the cast and the people that are working on this show, and I'm super excited to be a part of it. Uh, I have loved the show Kinky Boots since I saw it live at the West End in London. Uh, the um, The version that I saw with the cast that I saw uh, that was actually recorded and is available via video. Uh, I watch it on Broadway HD. Uh, it's an app that is on my Apple TV. There's a subscription involved. But I think you might be able to find it on PBS or maybe even YouTube. Certainly there's clips of it. Uh, so I highly recommend if you are at all interested, uh, check this thing out uh, because it is a fantastic musical. The, the music itself uh, is by Cyndi Lauper. The book or the script of the for the movie is by Harvey uh, it's This is actually based on a true story about a company that did indeed pivot and save itself by making stiletto-heeled boots that are strong enough for a man. Uh, and it was a movie first, then there was a musical, and now it's a community theater musical in Stanton, Virginia, and I'm in it. And I couldn't be more excited. Uh, you should go figure it out. Check it out. Find it on the internet if you want to, or just wait and come see it live in Stanton at Shannon Arts. It's playing. We're playing in August. Uh, we got uh, August twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth, and then the next weekend, the nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty-first. I'd say get your tickets as soon as they're available, and uh, and be you know plan to be there at the show because it's pretty fantastic. How's the band doing? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we, uh, we recorded some songs a week or so ago. And we, uh, just a couple days ago, got an email from the guy at the studio, James... Uh, with the two first runs at first mixes of these uh, of these songs. And there's, they're not fully mixed. It's just really, here's what you guys laid down, and uh, how do you like it? What do we need to do? Any changes, etc. And we do have some notes for them. We're going to change some you know, very minor things. I don't think we'll need to go back into the studio to re-record anything. At least I hope not, because we're hoping to finish up these songs relatively soon and get them out there. Cause you need some more music in your life, so uh, they sound good. Not the final mixes, uh, but they are uh, they're they're pretty awesome. I'm very happy uh, with the drums I laid down, with the background vocals, with the performance of the Ferrets, uh, the, uh, the my daughter and Gary's daughter who are our background singers. Uh, they did awesome. Uh, and heck one of these uh, songs will most likely become the new theme song of this podcast uh, so you'll if you stay tuned to this show you'll stay uh, you'll stay up to date on the progress of those songs and you'll probably get to hear them before anybody else does uh, no promises there uh, I don't know exactly when we're going to release them uh, or when we're going to get them and have them ready to release but as soon as we do you'll know Uh, I don't have a huge uh, scripted out thing to tell you about today, but I've got a couple more things I want you to know. First off, the new Top Gun movie is indeed as good as you've heard, and it is true. You should absolutely go see it on the biggest screen you can find with a really, really good sound system. If you're in Charlottesville, I highly recommend the Alamo Drafthouse. Now, when you go onto the Alamo Drafthouse app to, uh, to reserve your seats, to buy your tickets, Check the different times because uh, they have they have the show playing in two or three different auditoriums and what you want to look for is auditorium number four, which is usually the 7 p.m. show, the most highly attended show. Uh, like, and then they'll do the 7 o'clock show in the Theater 4, which is their biggest screen, the biggest room, the biggest sound system, the best projector, the best uh, Dolby Atmos, all of that stuff. It is the best. Better than IMAX over at the Regal Stonefield Theaters. So don't worry about IMAX. You don't need it. What you need is an even bigger screen with a lot better sound system, uh, and that's Theater Four at the Alamo Draft House. If you uh, if you check the other th- show times for any given day, like say if they're having a seven o'clock and an eight o'clock, obviously that's going to be in a different auditorium. Look at it; uh, you'll you'll notice it, it. It might not tell you what number it is, but it'll be a lot fewer seats. It'll be a smaller show, smaller auditorium. Avoid that one. Go to the seven o'clock or whatever showing is showing in theater four, the biggest theater there. It is worth it. You should have a humongous screen in front of you because the visuals are absolutely stunning. The practical effects, the actual flying of the airplane, uh, the the sound is great. It's uh, it's fantastic. I'm not a Top Gun person. Like I didn't, I never cared about Top Gun. Uh, it came out in the '80s, and I don't know why. I just didn't care then, and I never have really cared. But this new one looked good enough that I needed to uh, go into it having seen the old one. So I did watch the original Top Gun in its entirety, something I had never done up until last week. And, wow, it was pretty good. Uh, It was a good movie. It it actually kind of holds up. I I was kind of unsure why everybody was sweating so much all the time. And if they were sweating so much all the time, why they were wearing heavy bomber jackets. Uh, Why did Tom Cruise's character... Pete play beach volleyball in jeans, especially if it's so hot. I don't understand that, but uh, but the music was good. The action was good. The action's better in the new one, but, uh, but yeah, Top Gun, fantastic. Uh, there's a reason it's the number one movie. Uh, this theater was sold out and not an empty seat in the place, uh, and there was, of course, a, uh, a round of applause given by the audience there at the Alamo Draft House the other night. So, fantastic movie. I do recommend it. Nothing I can say I I shouldn't sound any different to you listening at home, um, but uh, I would be curious if you're picking up any kind of difference. Is it better? Is it worse? Because I have made one change to my setup, my recording setup here at my desk at home. And the the change is that uh, I am now using my own personal computer. I bought one. I haven't owned a, a personal personal computer in a long time uh i mean technically i still own the one that i bought like 12 years ago 15 years ago but uh i mean it's sitting in a box in the basement hasn't been plugged in in years and the you know i've been using my work computer as you probably know if you've been listening to this show for any length of time uh everything else about my setup is all gear that i own personally the microphone the interface the cables the headphones Uh, All of that stuff. But I've been doing it on my work computer, which, um, based on our computer use agreement at work, means technically Crutchfield owns my podcast. Uh, Not that they want to or care to own my podcast, but anything you create using company resources, the company owns. So that is no longer the case. As of episode 96, Crutchfield has no claim to my podcast. And uh, that's probably good. Uh, Plus, I can now you know, uh, I don't have to bring my laptop home to surf the web at home or watch YouTube or create videos or anything like that. I got got a really nice Dell all-in-one. I wanted a laptop. I wanted a really, really nice laptop like the one I have at work, but man, those are expensive and hard to come by. This is an all-in-one. So, Had to buy fewer things, Uh, the big monitor, 26 inch, it looks fantastic, Uh, everything about it, setting it up was great and easy. It is running Windows 11, so slight differences for the most part, Windows works the way Windows works, so not a big learning curve there, but uh, pretty easy setup, got everything up and running, got Ableton, my recording DAW, my digital audio workstation loaded up, and boom, uh, recording a podcast, so uh, pretty happy with, uh, with the new computer so far uh I, I doubt i sound any different but if i do please let me know um all right this is last thing one more thing uh if uh if you're interested in other stuff that i do uh you should watch crutchfield live uh it's a show that we do at work uh we do it every uh, two weeks every other thursday and it's live not recorded. Live. You can go back and watch previous episodes later, but when we do them, we do them live. And uh, so there's always the chance that something wacky is going to happen. And something wacky did happen in this last week's episode. It's episode 15. You should go find it and watch it. Uh, it was great. Um, but... uh That day, before the show started, uh, I was talking with the video team, I was telling them about Scherzer, I was telling them about his huge abscess that burst, and how much I I kind of enjoyed watching it burst, because one, I knew it was relieving pain for him, and two, I kind of dig that stuff, you know, like pimple popping videos, uh, I mean, anything like that, I just love it. Uh, And... We started talking about, you know, things that are even grosser and more amazing to watch than pimple-popping videos. And that reminded me of a bit that I did when I was doing stand-up comedy. Uh, I had learned about sheath beans uh, from some horse people. I'm surrounded by horse people most times, most days. But uh, I didn't know what a sheath bean was, uh, so I had to Google it. I found some videos and... Uh, I thought, this is uh, gross. Part of what I liked to do in comedy was to gross people out uh, and hopefully also make them laugh. So I worked up a bit all about sheath beans, and uh, I tried it a few times. Uh, It didn't actually generate a ton of laughter, so that was it. I tried it a few times, didn't really pan out. Um, But I was reminded of that as I was talking to the video team uh, about sheath beans, so I told them all about sheath beans, and by now, you're probably wondering, what the hell is a sheath bean? So uh, I'll tell you what I told the video team. Uh, you know, if you, um, you know, and this is basically the bit that I used to do, but not all of it. Uh, it, it sheath beans in a horse. First off, you need to know most horses are not circumcised. And I know you're thinking, wait, aren't all horses not circumcised? And I I probably mean, I don't I don't know that for sure. I haven't researched that. But uh, so it's possible somebody has circumcised a horse. I don't know why you would ever do that, but I doubt it. I doubt that's a thing. So maybe all of them, but I can't say that for certain. So most horses are circumcised, which means they have a sheath, which is kind of an awesome name for a foreskin, uh, a sheath. And uh, but inside that sheath, sometimes you get uh, dirt and gross stuff, yeasty buildup, and such, and it all sort of coagulates into a pearl or something known as a sheath bean. And uh, it sometimes uh, it's kind of stuck in there and it needs to be removed and uh wow uh that is someone's job people have that job people are sheath bean specialists out there and uh anyway i was telling the video team all about this we were having a laugh uh it was pretty great we started talking about how uh, it would be uh, hilarious if sheath bean somehow worked its way into that show the crutchfield live episode that we were about to do and uh we dismissed that as there's no good reason whatsoever to talk about sheath beans uh, on Crutchfield live. It's a show uh, put on by an electronics retailer about electronics uh, and such. So how could it now? So it, uh, so no plans. Uh, I had no plans. Nobody had any plans. Now I I can get up to mischief sometimes and work things into shows like that, that uh, don't necessarily belong there just because it's fun for me to do. And uh, I had not planned to do that on this show. Uh, but I did have a co-host. Her name was Abby. She was in on the whole story from earlier. And uh, we started talking about Abby's name. Her, uh, she has a, a name at work. Uh, We call her Dylan because that's her phone name, but she's going to stop being an advisor and she's going to work in our creative department. So we don't need to call her Dylan anymore. We can call her Abby. And so we started talking about her name and what to call her. And we even did a poll question for our viewers. What should we call Abby? Uh, We could call her Abby. We could call her Dylan. We could call her Dabby because it's a combination of Dylan and uh, Gabby. Uh, And we started playing around live on the air in the show with her name uh, and we started dropping names and it's. Started to sound like the names of DJs, you know, like a funny morning DJ show or something, and so the the idea hit me right then that in this is all happening in my mind. This is not what I said. I said in my mind I was thinking. Yeah, I could say the name of like a a fake morning show uh, where I say my name and then my co-host name. Hey, so-and-so in the morning, that sort of a thing. And I could say Sheathbean was my DJ name and just roll right past it. You know, don't even acknowledge that what it means or why I might have said it. Just go, hey, I'm Sheathbean and this is Dabby. Uh, Welcome to our morning radio show, whatever, something like that. So. Uh, all of that all of those thoughts went through my head in about a half a second and then I boom I did it I dropped sheath bean uh, into crutchfield live and it worked exactly as I had planned for it to work and I can't, planned is the wrong word there was a half a second of planning uh, it was a judgment call and I went for it and it turned out okay uh, because for one Abby my co-host I totally shocked her and uh, made her sort of sort of break character a little bit, and uh, and start to laugh in a way that she would she. I got her like shocked, uh, in a good way. She and then she made eye contact with other people in the studio who were behind the cameras, all laughing quietly to themselves. And then she couldn't stop laughing. And then she, lo- I kept looking at her, and she would be laughing. And then I kind of chuckled a little bit, but I kept my composure. I acknowledged that she wasn't expecting that and that that was pretty fun, but I never once explained it to the viewers at home. Uh, I just rolled on. We continued talking about subwoofers and what our what our viewers were saying in the comments on the video. Uh, just happy knowing that I had dropped in sheath beam where it didn't belong and totally got away with it. And what I mean, when I say totally got away with it, nobody else outside of the show picked up on it. Uh, when I uh, I was chatting with our uh, director of human resources, my good friend, Chris Lilly, uh, and uh, he had, was actually watching the show live from his office at headquarters. And uh, he sent us a, a, a message congratulating Abby and me on doing a great show and being solid ambassadors of Crutchfield and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I, I asked him, I said, did you... Uh, he mentioned how we had fun on the show, but in an appropriate way that was not irreverent or inappropriate. So I said, good. So you didn't hear anything inappropriate in the show? And he said, nope, not at all. And uh, I just left it at that. So uh, I got away with it. And the reason I was okay with doing it in the first place was because it wasn't like I was dropping anything super dirty into the show. And if anybody asks, I could have explained it uh, and suggested people Google it. But uh, didn't have to. None of the viewers commented in the chat or anything like that. Uh, and it was a non issue for the entire rest of the show. Um, but it gave us and me particularly a lot of joy just to think about, uh, Having done that in the show So anyway uh, That was dumb That's the whole point Of that last thing of the, of the three things right And there was more than Three things in this show So you're getting your money's worth Here on this show everybody uh, That's kind of it for this week I don't have a whole lot More than that uh, I, I, uh, I am looking forward To some new stuff uh, Reaching Getting close to our 100th episode uh, Still not quite sure What the plan is How we're going to celebrate 100 episodes Of three things with JR But it'll have to be Something special If you have any ideas for what to do on this show for a 100th episode, you should definitely uh, hit me up, uh, comment on uh, on three things with JR's uh, Facebook page, uh, DM me, send me a note, uh, heck, if you know me, uh, just send me a text, call me, send me an email, whatever, uh, but if you have any things you want to hear in a 100th celebration episode, Definitely let me know. Uh, other than that, uh, I'll see you next week, everybody. Uh, I love making this show. I love talking to you. Uh, and I hope you enjoy listening. Uh, peace out. Talk to you later. Episode 97 in a week. Adios. Goodbye. Sayonara. Sayonara. <music> I do have one quick last thing to tell you it's a recommendation if you're looking for something good uh, check out tiny desk concerts from npr specifically a strange loop it's a current broadway show it is like no other broadway show it's very inventive incredible great songs great music the cast is amazing they did a tiny desk so you get to hear a bunch of the music sung and a personal concert tiny desk npr a strange loop check it out see you next week